This Sunday, April 5th, our Sunday School lesson is from Romans chapter 6, uh, the first 14 verses. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14, and uh, you know, we're still on our uh, safer at home kind of social isolation program here, and I want to thank the uh, Sunday School teachers as each of you and Sunday School members as you all are caring for one another, checking on each other, making phone calls and uh, email and texting and, and keeping our, our community of faith together here uh, at First Baptist Fisherville. But I'm going to just dig into Romans chapter 6, the first 14 verses. Uh, I'm not one to usually teach sitting down, so I'm, I may jump around a little bit or squirm in my seat at least. Uh, I usually am pacing back and forth and talking to the class and getting feedback from them. But uh, we'll do the best we can. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Paul writes, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? This question really comes naturally from Paul's previous statements in chapter 5, namely when he says in, in chapter 5 verses 20 and 21, the law came in so that the transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness, to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul's statement in chapter 5 that where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, apparently it led some to believe that they could actually increase the grace of God by sinning all the more, as if sin were somehow able or necessary for God's grace to be made evident. Paul's direct and decisive answer was, may it never be. You know, I don't think that there are many today who even consider the possibility that sin is a good thing because it somehow increases God's grace. However, I do know that it is easy for us as believers to take God's grace for granted and thereby easily give in to sin with an attitude of, why not? God forgives me. Taking God's grace for granted cheapens grace, and it discounts sin. Paul further clarifies what a Christian's relationship with sin should be when he continues, How then shall we who died to sin still live in it. We who have died to sin. Note that he doesn't say that sin has died to us. Sin is all around us, but we have died to it. We are dead to it. We are to be unresponsive to the power of sin. Uh, dead men don't respond. But how have we died to sin? Paul uses baptism as a way of explaining this. Verses 3 <coughs> through 7. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. 
For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. You see, Paul recognizes the reality of sin, but he reminds us of the reality of our being united with Jesus in his death and resurrection. And just as he overcame sin and death through his death and resurrection, we can overcome temptation and are no longer under the power of sin. In Christ, we have been made free from sin. Now, this doesn't mean we will live sinless lives from the moment of salvation on. But it does mean that we do have the power to make the choice. We need not be overcome by sin. Paul goes on in verses 8 through 11. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That consider yourself is an important expression. With it, Paul recognizes that it is an ongoing choice that we must make. We must decide to be dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. It is something we must continue to do until we are fully redeemed. Here it is again. We were saved when we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We are being saved as each day we choose to die to sin and live for Christ. And we will be saved even from the presence of sin, when we are brought face to face with Jesus and spend eternity in his sinless presence. Verse 12, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts, and do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. You know, since this whole COVID-19 pandemic and all of the precautions that have been put into place, many people are wondering about what the, the new normal will be like. Uh, when this is all over? What habits and cultural practices will we give up and what new ones might we adopt? Will we go back to shaking hands? Will it seem strange to, to sit next to one another in restaurants, at the movies, or even in church? It seems certain that some things will change. But, you know, for us as believers, change really shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a challenge. We are in a constant state of change, or at least we should be. We are to be changing each day to be more Christ-like, 
We are to each day live closer to the reality of being dead to sin and alive to God. We've been made free and given the power to use that freedom to live lives of righteousness, becoming more and more like Christ each day. I pray that the Lord will remind you of his presence and his power today and each day as you consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. As Paul says in Romans chapter 1, I long to see you that I may be encouraged together with you while among you, each of us, by the other's faith both yours and mine. May our Lord Jesus bless you as you look forward to next Sunday, Easter, as we celebrate his resurrection. Amen. Amen.